Hey everyone, it is Easter 2020, and wherever this finds you, I hope that you are doing well and staying healthy, and I hope that today you get to spend some time with the people that you love, whether that's uh, on the phone or uh, via FaceTime or in person. Uh, it is a it is a strange time to be celebrating, and so. I think off the bat, I just want to recognize that, that it seems a bit wrong to celebrate uh, in the midst of so much loss of life and so much economic upheaval that uh, it's, been, it's been even tough for me to sort of gather thinking during the midst of this because I think what, uh, I think, we, you know, we talked about last week magical thinking, and I think that that can be an easy place for us to go in a time like this. It's like, oh, we're going through a hard time. We're going through a hard time. Oh, but just Jesus did this thing 2,000 years ago, and he he accomplished it, and uh, we sit on the sidelines and cheer Jesus. You know, that's something that uh, Richard Rohr and many others have said, that Easter is not a day where we cheer a one-time miracle that happened over 2,000 years ago. Uh, the resurrection reveals a deeper pattern to reality that's embodied in the person of Jesus. And it is also untrue if we also do not embody the resurrection. So those maybe are the two tensions that I hope to hold this Easter, is that resurrection is the most fundamental uh, truth about reality, and it's also uh, untrue unless we embody it. We always start with a question at Mission Hills during each service. So maybe the question today is, what would happen if we really lived the resurrection? What would happen if we really lived the resurrection? The gospel text today is Matthew 28, 1 through 10. I'm going to put a link to it. I'm not going to read it this morning. Um, but one thing that we notice in this text is that um, it begins with women. And all of the gospel resurrection accounts um, involve women. Women are the primary receivers of the resurrection and get something that the men um, and the disciples do not get. The beginning of this text, it says that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were waiting at night keeping vigil at Jesus's tomb. And in a time of a lot of turmoil and a lot of grief, women in the Bible hold space and in the Gospels hold space for the grief and lament of an unknown future. And because they do this, uh, they are the first ones to receive message of the resurrection. Women hold space for grief and lament in the Gospels. But one of the things that we talk about is resurrection being um, not just about going to, getting your sins forgiven and going to another place. Resurrection is about this earth right here and right now. And the women in the Gospels, uh, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, experience that. 
they get to experience that firsthand. Resurrection is not about going to heaven. Resurrection is about this earth right here and right now and experiencing that and embodying that. Resurrection always was and always is, and yet it is not here And if you do not experience it yourself. Resurrection is a deep transformational experience that has to continue on. In this text, there's this uh, interesting phrase that Jesus says. He says, you're, to, the, to the two women, he's on the road, he says, you're holding on to me for dear life. Do not be frightened like that. It makes me think of the gospel text in John where uh, Jesus meets Mary Magdalene in the garden. And he says, don't hold on to me. Don't, don't cling to me. We cannot cling to Jesus as an idol because it, it, it doesn't allow for the kind of transformation that is necessary. It doesn't allow for the kind of resurrection experience if we're holding on to something to make us whole and complete. That is uh, another form of magical thinking, that somebody did something a long time ago and covered it for you. Resurrection is not realized unless it is realized within yourself and in the world. The resurrection, the resurrection of Jesus is also incredibly political. There's no way around this. When Jesus dies in the Gospel of Mark, Jesus says, uh, Jesus who was crucified. It's important to remember that Jesus was crucified for political insurrection by the Roman Empire. The way that Jesus lived, him caring for the poor, feeding people, healing, preaching about a new kind of kingdom, not the kingdom of the Roman Empire, uh, which the Jewish authorities were deeply invested in, the uh, oppressive militaristic systems of Rome, the elites profit off them off of the system of military power. Jesus confronts this system and insists that there's a new kingdom and a new humanity in which everybody is valued and no one is oppressed. The Roman Empire crucified people all the time. It's not that crucifixion is unique, but resur- in resurrection, the people in the early communities of Jesus are understanding something profoundly different about the nature of reality that Jesus embodied. Death is not the end. You know, as, as thinking about it being a, a deeply political act, uh, you know, uh, it, we have to think about it in terms of um, that when we read the resurrection stories, we're reading about community, early Jesus communities' understandings of what Jesus did and what he represents. What Marcus Borg says something like, you know, Jesus, you know, in Easter, uh, God has said yes to Jesus and no to the powers that executed him. That Easter is not about happy endings. It's not about happy endings. It's not about an afterlife. Easter is about God's yes against the powers against the Roman Empire who killed him, Roman Empire and the, and the Jewish authorities who, who, who precipitated his, his death. So, so again, Easter is not about ce- celebrating a one-time miracle as if it only happened in the body of Jesus, and we're just here to, um, to praise that. That's all fine and great, but again, resurrection does not happen if it doesn't happen in you and in me 
and in our communities. And that's one thing that the early Jesus communities were trying to wrestle with and grapple with and embody. That's why they care for the widow and care for the poor and share all their possessions. They understood that resurrection highlights a new kind of way of being in the world that reflects the reality found in Jesus, found in God. Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Resurrection is not about heaven. Resurrection is about earth. That's why Paul and the early followers of Jesus talked about new creation. The community of Jesus followers were under um, constant threat of military violence from from Rome, especially the early communities like um, like the Marcan community in Rome, for instance, they were under real fear of persecution, and yet they understood and had hope that resurrection was embodied in their community so deeply uh, that this hope stood against any kind of violence, any kind of oppression, any kind of uh, grief that they were experiencing, that resurrection was the way, uh, was the way of Jesus and the way of God. It affirms uh, life here and now in this world as a way of not being uh, a way of violence, but one that affirms life and hope in the future of this world. And and you know, and I wonder if many of you have seen, um, like, uh, with all of the the COVID nineteen craziness, there's been a. <laughs> There's been an interesting thing in advertising and, and marketing going around. So it's like, um, we're all in this together. You know, maybe you've seen the commercials. They're like, we're all in this together. Shop Target or shop whatever. Um, when we're talking about resurrection, we're talking about the community uniting around a different way of being and understanding, uh, a different understanding of unity we're not talking about one that reflects the sort of advertising and marketing strategies of the capitalist structure (laughs) that doesn't pay uh, people a fair wage. Okay, great. Walmart is all about being in this together. Well, how about they pay their employees a living wage, right? So those are the kinds of things that I I guess I don't want... um, uh, a resurrection message of unity um, being confused with. This isn't a um, a whole hands kumbaya kind of resurrection symbolizes deep, systematic, political transformation about a different kind of world called the kingdom of God. But in order for that kingdom to be resurrected, we as Individuals have to be resurrected ourselves. Rome can kill Jesus, but the question for the early followers of Jesus is what will be resurrected in its place? So the resurrection calls us into personal, communal, and societal transformation, and that is hard. It's it's good news, but it's it's hard. Uh, You know, in the Gospel of John, there's... uh, the scene where uh, Jesus visits Mary Magdalene, um, and he visits her as a gardener. She doesn't recognize that he's a gardener. Um, and maybe that means that uh, resurrection so changes us that um, we're, not, we're maybe not even recognizable. 
I also think it's fascinating that Jesus is gardening. You know, Rome crucifies Jesus with extreme violence. I mean, just horrific, horrific violence. And yet Jesus returns to the earth to plant flowers, to cultivate food, and to bring new life to earth. Um, I know I stress that a lot, but I, uh, I can't, I can't think of a better way to, to say that resurrection is about here and now. It's about the beloved community that comes after Jesus that moves towards hope. It's God's yes to life against the powers of death. And maybe that's a message of hope during a time of, um, COVID-19 and pandemics that God says yes to life in the midst of death. And resurrection is a challenge that we have to take of the mantle to bring life in the midst of death. Um, resurrection calls us to turn um, anything in our world that is meant for ill into good news, into life, rebirth. Um, and that uh, that is really, that's really difficult to do. Um, and, and to, to come to an honest understanding of what that might, what that might be like. Um, I'm thinking of the movie, uh, The Fountain. No one else is like, no one else likes this movie, just me. Um, but it has, is a movie from the early 2000s starring Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weisz. And it takes... Hugh Jackman's character hundreds of years to understand resurrection for himself. And once he understands resurrection for himself, the entire universe changes. But it has to be realized within him. I mean, he's participating in this cycle of death and rebirth his entire life, but it takes him hundreds of years for him to realize it himself. Resurrection isn't about what happens when we die, but what happens if we live. What happens if we live? How will we turn death and destruction, despair and grief into something that resembles resurrection and new life? A different way of being in the world, calling our communities and societies into a, a world that pushes back against oppression, violence, um, the destruction of the planet. Because the way of Jesus is one reflected in sacrificial service to others. And that's what resurrection, uh, a resurrection life comes down to, sacrificial service to others. That, that space that is really difficult to live in. Resurrection is not, um, I think a lot of times that people talk about resurrection as like a very sort of like, no, it's like very transcendent. Um, But the resurrection way of Jesus comes back to earth. It comes back through dirty hands and fingernails of Jesus as a gardener in the... uh, (laughs) in the garden outside of his tomb. That's not, it's not incredibly transcendent. You know, it, it's manifest in Jesus cooking fish 
by the fireside on the beach for the disciples. It looks like the early Christian communities that shared all their possessions and, and meditated on Jesus' sayings like, blessed are the poor. Resurrection is a deep affirmation of, of the acceptance of who you are as a part of the universal truth of resurrection. This is a deep, deep grace that has to be experienced and embraced. At Mission Hills, we always say um, at the end of every service, we love God, embrace beauty, and live life to the fullest. And that was a benediction that I learned from, from Kyle Lake. And it requires us to love, to embrace ourselves. Grace is the acceptance that you are accepted. And then to live. Resurrection is not about what happens when you die, but what happens if you live. How would that change ourselves if we loved our enemies, loved our planet, loved all those people who are running stop signs because they think a pandemic can make them allow them to run stop signs? Everybody's running stop signs. It makes no sense in my neighborhood. Um, How will we be resurrected this year? Will we plant flowers? Will we build a house? Will we take groceries to someone who needs it? What will our new creation look like? And even though it seems weird to celebrate Easter during a time of pandemic, um, maybe there's no better time to contemplate what a new creation will look like on the other side of death if resurrection is the pattern of the universe that we are caught up in, that death always brings new life, that God's yes to Jesus is always a no to the powers that executed him. If that is true for Jesus and true within us, what will that new creation bring and look like in our lives today, tomorrow, next week, whatever our, our world looks like going forward. What possibilities could resurrection bring for all of us? I wish you all so much love and so much grace during this time. Uh, I love you all, and I know this is such a difficult time for, for all of us, so I'm raising my glass to you. Cheers, and I hope that you have a beautiful and hopeful and meaningful Easter and season to come. Love you. <laughs>